Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. It's Canadian Thanksgiving Day. I trust that all of us will have a thankful day as we realize all the blessings and benefits that God has showered upon us. In Psalm 107, verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. His loving kindness and his good hand of blessing remains upon us forever and ever, those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ. And we can just be basking in his goodness and be so thankful for all the blessings that he's given to us. Of course, the greatest blessing is the fact that we're redeemed by his precious blood and our sins are forgiven and we have life and life more abundantly. Let us give thanks for all these wonderful blessings that God has given to us each day and particularly on Thanksgiving Day. This is Dennis Campbell standing in for Dr. Albrecht for this month's Global Times. And here in the studio today is Tammy Campbell, who's continuing to tell the story about her experiences in the establishment of the Treehouse Program for Girls at Risk in Sierra Leone. Tammy, let's continue the story. While we were spending a lot of time in the city in the beginning of my work, years passed and we began to work in the country. I saw many, many little girls spending their entire day hauling water from really terrible creeks and watersheds. The girls were taking that water home. The family would use that for cooking, of course, and bathing and all the things they needed water for. It took them so many hours to 
supply the family with the water that they needed, there was no way that they could attend school. They had other chores also. So I thought, how can I do something about this? So you saw right away that the, the economic situation in a village required the girl to be the primary source for work. Is that correct? You saw them as the primary source of labor in these village? Definitely, yes. The girls are doing something very important in Sierra Leone. They're carrying water to their families. They're carrying wood to their families. The families need these women. They need what they're providing. It's hard work for those women. Everyone who comes with us, spends some time in Sierra Leone, recognizes that these women and girls are working very hard. But what I'm saying is, I would love to see those girls read a book. I would love for those women to know that they can be a doctor. If they would choose to have another occupation, there are so many occupations available to them. Rarely are they ever walking through the doors of those schools because they're working. And I thought, how can I help them? So I found a way to speak to my friends and say, let's gather some funds and, and help feed these families. Also, let's, let's do something about them spending four hours every single day bringing water into their homes. If we can bring water closer to them, then they're going to be allowed to go to school. They'll have time. The first thing I did was build a library. I went, gathered as many books as I could, filled the library with books, then found many people who had the same thoughts I did about these young women going to school. Well, that's exciting, Tammy. That's uh, interesting how you saw this need and this void in this culture and began to fill it. We'd like to continue to hear more about how and how you selected these girls for this program. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour. I know that you are aware that this is a listener-supported program, and we can't continue to be on the air without the support of those who pray for us each week, and so we appreciate that. This month, we're offering a wonderful booklet entitled No Longer Alone by Joni Erickson Tata. As you are aware that she is a quadriplegic, she had an accident earlier in her life. Throughout her life, she's had issues with loneliness. I had a chance to meet her at the NRB convention and had a wonderful conversation with her. This booklet is a great blessing because it sort of describes um, loneliness in several different forms, but it also has the answers of how you can overcome loneliness and how you can start looking out and, and get involved in uh, the lives of people around you. It's a very practical book and I highly recommend it. And so we're offering this free of charge if you'll just write in to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7, or the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231.
Today's message is from Reverend George Francisco and is entitled Thanksgiving. I know you enjoy this message very much. Printed copies are available upon request. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and although we should be grateful every day, still it's good to have a special day to stop and remember God and to thank Him for His blessings. We're all aware that our world is filled with wars and famine, and many suffer from what is called the destructive forces of nature, like hurricanes or tornadoes and floods. In spite of difficult circumstances, however, we still need to look up and be grateful for the many mercies God has given. A man who always seemed to find something to be thankful for fell and broke his leg. Someone said, now that he's broken his leg, I wonder what he will find to be thankful for. Sure enough, when they met, the man said, you know, I'm thankful I didn't break both legs. So we may face problems and difficulties, but we still can find reasons to be thankful. Our topic today is God's great blessings for believers. We as Christian believers have many reasons to give thanks to God, even though we may face problems. There are blessings that God has showered upon us that we need to recognize and to be humbly grateful for. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning, in Christ Jesus concerning you. So, as believers, we are urged then to give thanks, not necessarily for everything, but in everything. The Apostle Paul reminded the Ephesian believers in chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So Paul says there are a vast number of blessings that we enjoy in Christ that should cause us to be grateful to God. Let us look for a few moments at some of these great spiritual blessings of believers. First, believers are blessed with a great love. Ephesians 2 and 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Paul then is saying that the love God has showered upon us is a great love. I'm sure he would say, first of all, because it is the love of a great God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, said King David in Psalm 48. God Jehovah is a great God because he is the living God. He is the creator God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1 and 3. He is the eternal God. I change not, Malachi 3 declares. This great eternal creator God has loved us with an everlasting love. The miracle of miracles is his love was extended to us while we were unsaved sinners. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and 8. We were not nice, clean, holy people when God loved us, but sinners, lost and undone. God, high and holy, loving sinners, giving his only begotten son to die for sinners? God chose us called us by the gospel and then cleansed us by the precious sacrifice of Calvary, all freely without price, and then placed us into his own holy family forever. All of this love and mercy of the great God 
prompted the Apostle John to say, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. How can one understand such love? The hymn writer has described it beautifully when he says, The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above, would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O love of God, how rich and pure! How measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints' and angels' song. We as believers have been blessed with God's great eternal love. Let us thank Him today and rejoice in it. Then as believers we've been blessed with a great salvation. Hebrews 2 and 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? The salvation that God has provided for us is a great salvation. First, because it's cost to God the Father. He had to send his only son into a wicked world when he knew he'd be scorned and rejected and then suffer on a cross. And all the while he would show love, mercy, and grace to the wicked offenders. To Jesus, the cost was willingness to leave the Father and the joys of heaven and to come down to a sin-drenched earth. Here he would suffer the untold agonies of the cross, but by doing so, he would pay the price of man's sin in full and forever. He came, becoming, as John says, the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2. The salvation of God is great because it, of what it does. It cleanses us from sin. But more, salvation changes us inside, giving us a new spiritual nature by the power of God's Spirit. A nature that loves God and is capable of living with God forever. 2 Corinthians 5:17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We receive this great salvation freely, simply by believing and asking Christ to save us. Some will say, that's too good to be true. Well, it is good, and it is true. We can never thank God enough for calling us to believe and receive His Son. I hope if you've never trusted Christ, you will today. Call upon him, for God's word says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With a great salvation also comes the blessing of a great joy. In Acts 8 and 8, Philip goes down to the despised city of Samaria and preaches salvation through Christ. And it says the people with one accord gave heed unto those things that Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And there was great joy in that city. Great joy is the result of receiving God's great salvation. Every believer, sooner or later, experiences the deep, satisfying joy of sins forgiven. The Apostle Peter referred to the joy of salvation when he wrote, 
to believers that had never seen Christ, but had trusted him, saying, Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Chapter 1, verse 8. Believers have the joy of the Lord as their strength, and this enables us to rejoice in the Lord, despite trying circumstances that surround us. What a blessing from God his joy is. It, able, it enables us to persevere on our journey to our heavenly home. Another great blessing for believers is that of great peace. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14. There was much to fear when Jesus was about to leave his disciples. Everything seemed so uncertain and strange. But Jesus promised them his peace, that deep sense of knowing that God was there and would take care of every detail. So God's word promises then to us a twofold peace. First, peace with God when we accept him as Savior. And then the peace of God when we trust him as our Lord and for our lives. Paul spoke of a peace that was beyond understanding when he said, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4. Let us believe God's word and learn to trust his wisdom and his love in troublesome times of this earthly life. The hymn writer has said, Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. Let us thank God today for his abiding presence and the peace that we can have in the midst of life's storms. Then the believer is blessed with the expectation of great glory ahead. There will be the long-promised return of Christ, an event promised by God to be glorious. Luke 21, 27 says, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. This Jesus, who came to earth as the babe of Bethlehem, was destined to be the Savior, the one who would give his life a ransom for man's sin. He was rejected of men and a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And on the cross he died the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. With the sacrifice of his life for sins complete, Jesus rose from the dead. He returned to heaven. And one day he, perhaps soon, will come again not as the humble Lamb of God, but as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who will rule the world with a rod of iron. Scripture says when he comes, it will be with great glory and great power, and his saints will come with him. First Thessalonians 3, Paul says to the believers there, to the end that he, that is God, may establish your hearts, unblameable in holiness, before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. The thrilling thing here is that when Christ experiences great glory, so will his saints. When Christ comes to reclaim God's, wor God's world from wicked men, we come with him. 
When Christ is glorified as the rightful king and ruler of God's world, we will be with him, sharing the glory as a queen shares the glory of the king's crowning. 2 Timothy 2 and 12 says, For if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. And Revelation 5 and 9 says, For thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation, and hast made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Great glory for Christ will also mean great glory for the believing church, who is his bride. What exciting, glorious times are ahead for believers. Then there's the glorious resurrection of believers who have died in the faith of Christ, or the sudden transformation of living believers at the rapture. Paul speaks of some of the great changes ahead when he says in 1 Corinthians 15, So also is the resurrection. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Great events of great glory and power lie ahead for the believer in Christ. Will you be among those who will share in these and many other great blessings of believers? You can by coming today, now, and by faith ask God to be your Savior and Lord, and then give him thanks for saving you. You will then join those who will share in these great promises of blessing, a great love, a great salvation, a great joy, a great peace, and great expectation of glory lying ahead. Let us thank God today for all these blessings and all of God's blessings. I trust that the message you just heard will bring you closer to God and will meet needs in your life. Here at Canada's National Bible Hour, we do have a great concern that people grow in their relationship to Christ. The gospel is simple. The fact is that God did all the work. And so we have to humble ourselves and realize that we're sinners for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. We need to acknowledge the fact that we are separated from God that, and we need to have a Savior. And the only Savior in the whole world is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, But as many as receive him, unto them gave he the right to become the children of God. You have to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. You need to confess your sin. And the Bible tells us that those who are in Christ are changed. They're new creations. And so your spiritual life begins with the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Don't forget to order your copy of No Longer Alone by Joni Erickson Tata. You can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. You can also get past broadcasts on our web at www.missiongo.org. That's M-I-S-S-I-O-N-G-O dot O-R-G. And please remember us in your prayers. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast, and may the good Lord bless you throughout this next week. <laughs>